Well, welcome back, listeners, to Act 5, As I Live It podcast, Episode 30, March Madness, April 4th, 2022. I began preparing this episode on a day when 54 years ago to the date, it felt like the United States had gone stark raving mad to have allowed someone to kill the first leader in my lifetime who could make America look at the injustices prevailing people of color. I vividly remember exactly where I was that day. I had turned 19 just 12 days before, and as a sophomore on campus at Morgan State, I walked briskly across the bridge to meet up with my pledging sisters. We were called Omicrons an ominous label these days. However, unlike the Greek social sororities, the service sorority Gamma Sigma Sigma didn't dole out hazing or inhumane punishment, but I knew better than to be late for any kind of pledge activity. Just as I reached the dormitory where the meeting was to take place, someone in the lobby came out of the building crying uncontrollably. I learned from another person who followed her that Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. had been shot and killed by James Earl Ray as King stood outside his Lorraine hotel room in Memphis, Tennessee. He had been there to help the sanitation workers make their plea for better wages. The night before he had been shot, the night before he had been shot, Dr. King had made his last speech saying he had been to the mountaintop. Indeed. I couldn't believe what I had heard that day. How could a man who spoke of peace be killed for fighting for basic American rights? I felt like we finally had a national voice. And what a voice Dr. King had. Listening to any speech he made made you want to pay undivided attention. The campus responded that day by shutting down for several days. There was rioting all over the nation, unfortunately, especially in black communities. White communities were frightened that the rioting and pilfering would spill over to their sacred homes. It was a most scary time for everyone. The Vietnam War was raging out of control. My neighborhood male friends had been drafted and left the community, and many didn't return. And if they did return, They were very distant and dazed. Fast forward to present day and killing people just because is happening in various forms. Mass shootings for the year have increased to two or three a month, some at schools and some in public places. It's as if no place is safe to go, not even church if we recall the South Carolina shooting of black churchgoers simply attending Bible study. Now all the attention is focused on Ukraine because Putin has a burr up his butt about the non-NATO country. What began in late February has turned into endless bombing of Kiev and surrounding cities in March. The escalation has forced millions of Ukrainians to run for their lives, leaving their country in many cases. 
Television News Every Day in March showed us gruesome outcomes of the attacks on innocent people as they did nothing but live, their, live in their homes. The remnants of buildings look like the 1990s Oklahoma City bombing, where gaping holes have replaced floors of a building where once apartment dwellers lived. Countries in addition to the United States are appalled of the conditions. Yet Putin seems unstoppable and certainly unflappable to the carnage his troops have left behind. Despite sanctions and freezing oligarch access, assets, it looks as if no other country has the power to put an end to this madman's insatiable need to control more than Russia. And it's maddening, Chow, how gas prices have soared. I don't know how many days it takes to fill up tankers, put them on a route to get to as many gas stations as their tanks will let them, then have us poor earthlings fill up our cars. But the gas prices go up instantly when something like a Putin invasion happens. I hear California residents have paid as much as $6 a gallon for regular. That's way more than the gas crises we had in the 70s and 80s. More madness happened mid-March when President Biden kept his campaign promise to put a black woman on the Supreme Court. He picked a woman with stellar credentials, including being a Harvard Law Review editor, and she had been previously vetted for three other jobs. Shades of candidate Obama, right? Well, the prospect of an intelligent black woman being put on the highest court in the land for life had Republican senators acting like rabid dogs. I watched almost every hour of the three-day hearing before the, the Judicial Committee. I missed Ted Cruz, though, both times when he threw a fit, literally, using ridiculous poster boards to demonstrate his fear that one intelligent Black woman could do damage as a justice if she agreed that a book about a baby born a racist was plausible. What a racist thing to say. And that wasn't the worst of the kerfuffle. Lindsey Graham broke the boundaries of church and state when he asked Judge Jackson if she would rate her faith on a scale of one to 10, and then asked how many times would she say she attended church in a year. Made me want to say, WTF. Bringing up the rear, I thought, was Josh Hawley. Somebody needed to have pulled him up, but no one in that room had the nerve to call him out for how disrespectful he spoke to someone who has more qualifications, composure, and common sense than he. Because responding to questions already asked and answered was a waste of everyone's time. But I guess it was important to Harley and his constituents that he showed disgust and distaste for the idea of a black woman on the Supreme Court. Is he up for re-election this year or what? I thought I had heard it all, but apparently not. Marsha Blackburn, the little Southern belle from Tennessee, took the cake when she asked the judge when she asked Judge Katanji to define a woman. I couldn't help but see Miss Hilly's face, you know, the villain housewife in the movie The Help, when she spoke. 
That hearing was complete madness, child, except for one senator who brought the important points forward and turned the hearing into something human. Cory Booker, a New Jersey senator, one of two black senators, but one who told the judge he knew what it had taken for her to be sitting in that hot seat, to have worked hard all her life excelling in all levels of education, in predominantly white schools too, to have been the best on the debate team, to have been editor of the prestigious Harvard Law Review, to have worked as a lawyer and lower court judge, all the while balancing other important roles of being a wife to a surgeon and mother to two girls. Sitting in front of her family, Judge Jackson, being sincere as well as honest, noted earlier in the hearing how how often she didn't get that balance right. His sobering words touched many people in that room. I know it touched me, and like the judge, I struggled to keep a tear from tipping out of my eyes. What a month! And in the midst of it all, I had another birthday. It was a good one, too. I treated myself to a 90-minute full-body massage. I invited several friends to celebrate with me at a wonderful wine and dine event at the Chart House in Annapolis. A week later, a longtime friend took me to dinner. And a few days after that, my movie day friends surprised me with cake, ice cream, and presents. It's a good time to be alive, to enjoy the love that flows from many directions in my direction even in a month when basketball has dominated TV. Yes, March Madness is the term used for college basketball's 64-team tournament, where amidst all sorts of upsets, just two teams get to go to the big dance. I remember my dear brother Greg being so involved in the games that many years he would actually take off work to watch the games. This man wouldn't even take a sick day. March is also known for tug-of-war weather patterns. In like a lion, but not always ready to leave out like a lamb. Even though this year the groundhog saw his shadow on February 2nd, it hasn't been a good indicator for when spring will truly arrive. Yeah, we had some 70 degree days, but then we had snow and strong winds blowing rain knocking down trees and limbs of trees. Then sunny days when I would see a few birds fly with glee. The trees began to develop buds only to have them blown to bits by the mighty wind. It's all so confusing for them as well as the tulips, daylilies, and crocuses. Just as soon as their green shoots come up from under, the snow covers them. Spring brings robins back to the Maryland area. I noticed one or two as I looked out my family room casement windows. They hopped from branch to branch on one of the crepe myrtles, looking around for things to make their nests. I watched through my post-wintry, dingy kitchen windows and see a recently fed cardinal leaving my bird feeder to cling on a spiny limb of a backyard border tree with early springtime leaves. The wind on this day moves the limb in such a way that the cardinal is getting an amusement park ride as it is tossed 
to and fro, up and down. That cardinal was certainly a daredevil, staying attached as if it is training for a circus trapeze act. In the midst of all the madness, the country has lost its first female Secretary of State, Madeleine Albright, who made it to 84 before cancer took her out. I always admired her stature, even though she was barely five feet. She was smart in a subtle way. I guess she had to be. There was no in-your-face smart woman who could have made it in the political arena then, though there are a few in Congress now. I remember seeing her on Amanpour sometime mid-year last year, giving her assessment of the January 6th incident. I noticed then that she wore a wig and thought that as she aged, much like mine, her thinning hair had lost the battle. But I now know the battle was not aging, but cancer treatments that delivered the final strands of deathly damage. Just before the month ended, an unbelievable incident occurred at the Academy Awards. I really don't even want to talk about it anymore. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Thank God one of the two men in that situation had the presence of mind to behave in a manner suitable for the job he was called to do at that event. What must the rest of the world think of us? I tell you, child, except for celebrating another prime number birthday as I did at 19, I am happy that March is over. Now, what insanity will the rest of spring bring? Till next time.